The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 331. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Greg, did you know that on iTunes right now, we are the most listened to video game podcast in the entire world? Uh, yeah, you tweeted that last mm-hmm. night. I retweeted it. Mm-hmm. A million congratulations, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of people, because it's the internet, who got to start picking it apart immediately. Right. Well, technically, it's not about how listening, it's about subscribing, and somebody goes, it looks, it looks like it's the bomb cast now. This is how charts work. They mm-hmm. move around. Mm-hmm. Who knows the magic algorithm? But we got to be number one for a little bit. Yeah, I, I've seen this as number one before, but sure, it's but one of those. We're number one again, and then maybe we'll be a number one again in the future. It's one of those things we don't we don't go out of our way to look for it. Right, right. we're glad it happens. We're glad you guys support us. Thank you so much. We're Whatever. also confused why anyone listens to this podcast. Yes. So thank you so much for listening. It's to such it. a train wreck every week running yeah. to get to it, and then we get to it, and it's just about freaking GI Joes for the first half. Right, <laughs> all these news stories, then we hurry through mail at the end. Uh, on top of that. A hey. fan favorite joining us, ladies and gentlemen, the Wiki Wonderkin. A fan Petty. favorite. Fan favorite. You get a lot of. You get a lot of. You, they say you have the NPR voice of IGN. I thought my voice was kind of lispy and dissonant. Honestly, well, but, but you sound like smart and stuff. Oh, okay. You well, say well, smart things. Uh, Jared uh, Petty, everybody, he's back. Uh, who can argue with that? I mean, hey, hello. Uh, if you're if you're an avid podcast beyond listener, you probably follow us on Twitter. Bobby Amos was supposed to join us. Uh, there was a, a, a scheduling conflict because we had to move it to Wednesday because I went to LA. Oh, right. He'll be back though. He will be on eventually. Meanwhile, I'm gonna. Screw with this mic a bit because it is not tall enough for my body, and I can't make it do what I want it to do. Why, go up. There, there you go. go. There oh, dear. Go. I just there thought you were going to Steve Tyler it there. Oh, dear. Steve and Tyler get some rags wrapped right around it. Yeah. Around. Dude, one of my favorite commercials recently is st- the random commercial is still the when he's in the Burger King commercial. You know the one I'm talking about? I don't know if I and, and he's like, he's doing all these things in a Burger King. It's just like a goofy. He's doing all these things he's, he's in like, a Burger he's King. Like, oh, he's like ringing people up and doing all these things, but one of the things is him at a drive at, at a drive through and he has like the mic on, but on the mic are like little feathers and stuff like really? that. Oh, yes. okay. That's oh, great. So that's, good. That's Everybody funny. Steven Tyler with good stupid, reason. Stupid fucking commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is Podcast Beyond, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet, and for the moment, the number one video game podcast on the internet. Thank you for your support. Yeah, thank Always you so much. number one in my heart. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. You warned me on Twitter. This is going to be a doozy. Greg, there are 24 items. A double dozen. The old double decker. All right. I'm going to start circling. There was... I wrote this yesterday because I forgot we weren't doing the podcast. There were 17 sure. as of yesterday, but a lot of stuff happened. So right. let's start at the top. Okay. Now, Greg, I like exclusives and I like scoops, but this this, exclusive, was, an, exclusive, this was an unfortunate scoop that I got yesterday. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, yesterday, I learned from multiple reliable sources that there were significant layoffs at Sony Santa Monica, oh, no. 
the studio best known for God of War, it appears that as many as 50 or 60 people were let go, and one of the games the studio was working on seems to have been canceled. Sony confirmed to me that this was indeed true, at least the layoffs part, not the cancellation of the title part. Sure. Saying that they, quote, completed a reduction in workforce, end quote, at Santa Monica as part of a, quote, cycle of resource alignment against priority growth areas within Sony Computer Entertainment's worldwide studios. Duh, end anyone quote. can wrap their head around that. I Absolutely. That means. Our very best goes out to all those affected. They will all land on their feet, I'm sure, because Santa Monica is very talented. You have a lot of questions here on, okay. from the Beyond Mailbag. Of course, beyond at IGN.com if you want to be part of this show. Let's start with Kevin. Kevin says, hey, Beyond Crew. Hello. Just wanted to get your take on the SSM layoffs. I find it strange due to the fact that they were hiring one week prior and that they were set to move into a much larger office over the summer, expanding the studio. Also, what game do you think got canned? Space game or new God of War? Or could there have been a mysterious third game in development? Um, so I don't know what game got canceled. Uh-huh. Um, keep in mind that none of their games have been announced. So... Um, everything that people know about what they're working on is pretty much conjecture at this point. Right, but we, um, when he's talking about the space game, this is, was news for a long time. That Battle the Battlestar Star dude writer right. showed up and was doing that. And then God of War, you assume they've been working on. Mm-hmm. There's been hints at that. Right, so all right, so we know that the... Let's just do a little math, right? Let's we do know, it. We know that... You know I love math. We know that... Well, I know you're very good at math. Yep. You almost became a mathematician, I, I did. What kept me out of it was I kept eating the abacus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're very hungry. You're very hungry. <laughs> I don't understand what you just said. <laughs> Abacuses. Abacai? Yeah, well, I know what an abacus is. I just want to eat one. Well, we had the special. We were, I went to a poor school where we used olive on strings. We put little <laughs> olives on strings and moved them around. I was just a poor and boy. That's I what I get for asking. Raised in southern Georgia. <laughs> um, so the space game has been in development for a couple of years or a few years. The God of War team finished Ascension last year, and then we're working on DLC. Mm-hmm. So they were probably in pre-production with the new God of War game if they're working on a God of War game. Therefore, you assume that the game that was not far along was the one that was canceled. Right. Um, so I still think that the space game, whatever that is, is their new IP is what they're going to be focusing on. Let's keep in mind that God of War Ascension sales were very, very soft. Super weak. Um, so God of War 3, for instance, sold almost 6 million copies, I think, on an install base of 40 million PS3s. And then by the time there were 60, 65 uh, million PS3s out there. God of War Ascension sold maybe two million. So mm-hmm. um, the the move to multiplayer was a bad idea. Um, you got to take those shots sometimes. Yeah, nobody sure. was asking for it, but you got to swing at the fences. For what sure. about the uh, fact that they were hiring just a few days before they mentioned? So what do you think that is? Yeah, so they're still hiring, okay. um, and I think that a lot of it has to do. You know, you need an infusion of new blood, different kinds of talent. Let's assume that they were. Let's assume that they were working on God of War and that they canceled. This is a third person action game, right? Uh, some of the people that have been working on that game have probably been there for a long time. Right. Let's say they don't want to do that anymore and like yep. they need someone that does an RPG. They're doing maybe an open world RPG now. I'm just making that up. Sure, don't sure, don't sure, write sure. that anywhere. Okay. I mean, uh, N4G and then, has the system. Yeah. Colin Mortiardi's got the scoop. So then they need people that specialize in open world RPGs. Like you can't mm-hmm. – like it's just like being – you know, like the artists – might be able to work on different kinds of you know uh, games and the programs and all these kinds of things, but th- certainly there are specializations, right? And uh, so they might still be hiring for games that just don't line up with what they were working on and canceled. Um, and I also think that this was probably not planned until uh, a little while ago because it doesn't make any sense. It's always so, one of those things when we hear layoffs. I think people jump to the conclusion that they're suffering, the business is suffering, numbers are down, yada yada yada, mm-hmm. and so they'd cancel open racks and yada. That's not really the case, right? It's it's you, you know, like you know, uh, Rational is a great example of they laid a whole bunch of people off, but they're still making games. They're still going forward. This isn't that they're out of business. They just are changing their focus. And a sad part of business is that when you do that, you have to get rid of people. Well, while work. we're while we're talking about that, then earlier you said you're sure they'll land on their feet, most of these folks, oh, yeah. because of their talent. 
looking at their skill sets and looking at what's out there, where what would be a good place for people who specialize in what these guys do? I mean, you think about a company, and, I'm, and they're not going to do any more of these Castlevania games, but I just reviewed Castlevania and Mercury Steams in Spain, but... Um, you know, there are studios that are doing – Castlevania is God of War. I mean, mm-hmm. that Lords of Shadow is God of War. Right. Um, so there are places that are going to be doing these kinds of games. So you oh, think yeah. about places like Ninja Theory or, or like studios that traditionally, you know, with Heavenly Sword and DMC, like traditionally are in that space. Um, but they don't have to end up at those kinds of places either. I just think that having Sony Santa Monica on your resume is going to be very, very powerful. Absolutely, yeah. Um, John from Columbia, yep. Missouri, writes in on this topic. He says, I recently read that Sony Santa Monica laid off a number of their staff. With the layoffs, recent ones, at Irrational, this has been hitting the news a lot lately. Do you think this is indicative of anything in the gaming industry, or are these groups of layoffs coincidentally hitting at the same time? Um, this is something we talk about all the time, right? The, the, right now, this is uh, this is my thing. I've, I was accused of being cold about the Irrational layoffs and a little unfeeling. But right now, it's the nature of the video game business. You build up this you, this huge team. You ramp up to make this game. You make the game. Uh, you start People start to leave for other projects. You keep people around for a DLC, and then you lay a whole bunch of people off because you don't need them at that point. It's this weird, reciprocal relationship that everybody's in in the industry. And that's why I think people are going to land on their feet, right? Is that there's another game gearing up that can use sure. these people. But you're looking at studios doing this more and more. I, I think that's the easiest way to do it. But another thing he says is that coincidence is happening right now. This is funny because we had Clements on last week. He was here. And mm-hmm. he was talking about, like, it's been a year since he was laid off from IGN, almost to the day. They keep happening right around this time period because why, Colin? It's fiscal year. Fiscal year is right. closing out. People have to <clears throat> balance their budgets, make, make sense of next year's budgets, figure out how they allocate the money and resources they have. Right. It's, it's, n- it's never easy, and it sucks that there's not more stability even mm-hmm. at AAA developers there are AAA developers that are very stable i.e. Rockstar mm-hmm. yeah. um, or Naughty Dog yeah. but um, where you don't hear about layoffs ever mm-hmm. but people like to cherry pick things and say like well these guys are getting laid off and this is happening to this studio and this studio shut down and this game didn't sell well and therefore the AAA industry or the console industry or whatever is failing but you like or it's in trouble but I just don't think that's the case no, like not at all like Grand Theft Auto uh, as I was talking to someone recently uh, about GTA V, is the best-selling and highest-grossing entertainment product ever. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it's 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 not even a question of how you know. And look at all the Call of Duty games that just are ridiculous. Like there's a there's an appetite for these games. It's just that you have to hit or you don't. Oh, yeah. And God this, of War Ascension didn't hit. This yep. is not indicative of of there being a lack of finance in the industry. I do think it's, it might be indicative of a, of a culture that's continuing to grow that worries me a little bit. Sure, it has nothing to do with with the fact that companies aren't going to make money or people aren't going to keep making great games. But there are enough people out there that want to do this for a living. I mean, you know, you're a developer. You sit there and go, I want to make great games for a living. There's a lot of those folks out there. Companies can kind of unfortunately afford to do this a lot. I want you to put a quick pin in this because I think you're going somewhere Ryan asks about. Remember, beyond at IGN.com if you want to be part of the show. Ryan says it's becoming alarmingly common for studios to lay employees off now. Their hours are already hard. Their stress level is high. And now it's becoming harder financially to support these studios. What can the average gamer do to help? Oh, Wow, there's a great question. I think I think you're hitting on it right there when you're talking about the fact God of War didn't sell well, and now you're seeing it. You know, maybe we don't know, but you assume people who were working on that project released because now they're redistributing their efforts down to something else. Maybe not a third person game. Buy the games you want to buy. We always talk about voting with your wallet. Mm-hmm. Vote with your wallet. Don't buy used. Don't wait wait for mm-hmm. a sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the buy buy used right. If you want to buy used, buy used, but understand what you're doing. Um, when you do that. And it's not to say that I never bought used games or used games aren't important or that ecosystem's not important, especially because it helps propagate old games that are out of print, right? Mm -hmm. And it's your Mm -hmm. right, it's absolutely your right to buy a used game if you want to, but 
that used game money is not going to the developers and the publishers. So if you really do want this this industry to thrive, then you have to think about is is it worth saving that extra money at the sake of uh, the, the health of a company? Um, and that's really up to you. I can't tell you what to do. There's know? something else you can do, too. Uh, in addition to voting with your wallet, you can calm down. I'm not talking to our, our reader here, not the guy who wrote the letter. He seems like a very articulate Calm fellow. Calm the hell down, Ryan. But, yeah, I, I mean, studios, uh, particularly the business end of things, can be quite reactionary. Yeah. Um, Calm down. Engage the studios, not with screaming and yelling on Twitter, but with dialogue, with real questions, with support. You know, d- be patient. Be patient with delays. Uh, understand yeah. that people are making those delays so the game will be better. If uh, if audiences calm down, they can create a culture in the industry that's just slightly less frantic, and every little bit helps. And enough people calm down, there might be one, two, three, four, five guys that get to keep their jobs under. I mean, I don't think it's a surprise what you've seen, right? Twisted Metal comes out and doesn't sell. David Jaffe says, I'm leaving this and trying mobile games. I'm going to yeah. try to make different experiences. Bioshock comes out, prays really well, sells well, doesn't sell enough to be a hit for what they were looking for for the years and years of development, but is praised for its story. So Ken Levine looks and says, I'm going to make more story-driven games that are smaller, so he can get them out quicker, so he can deliver a little bit best. I mean, look at Gone Home, right? Like, the Gone Home team are people who made Minerva's Den. They went off, did their own thing, they got it out the door, and they were lauded. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, their game's the talk of the town. It's up for Game of the Year consideration in places. Like, there's, they want to be part of this conversation, so going out and making a Twisted Metal you believe in may not be the best business plan. And one final thing you can do to help is evangelize, not only buy the mm-hmm. games yourself, but go out there and encourage other people to buy them. As much, you know, we, we have big microphones in front of us, but we aren't the people who really sell games. You guys out there right now are the ones who get games sold. You tell your friends about them. You say go out and get this. They're going to listen to you, not to us. That really matters. So go out and evangelize. God be knows I've evangelized for calling all cars, too, and I'm never going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last guy. Um, yeah, and I think that a lot of these problems will take care of themselves. Uh, w- uh, the industry will inevitably go digital only. Um, that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely going to happen. Maybe not in the next five years, but it will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you won't have the option to buy used games anymore. Yeah. Just like you don't have the option to buy used games on Steam. Right, and nobody and, cares. Yeah, exactly. And then this will create parity within uh, development cycles as well because when you can cut the middleman out, GameStop, right? When mm-hmm. you can cut Amazon yeah. out all of these places, then prices are going to have to go down because there's no one taking a cut from that. There's no truck to drive it to the store. There's no mm-hmm. gas to put in the truck. There's no airfare. There's no manufacture of discs and boxes and instruction manuals. There's no person at the store having to sell it. Like, once right. you, like, it will bring yeah. costs down. Games will become cheaper. Games are already cheaper than they've ever been. Oh, absolutely. And games will, you know, and I, I want to reiterate that because some people don't believe it, so I'm going to say it again. Games are cheaper than they've ever been. That wonderful uh, article you wrote last year. I mean, ab- absolutely spectacular. Um, but they will be cheaper. They will yeah. get even cheaper. And the AAA games will even be cheaper. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this, Greg, I think, too, and you may disagree or agree, is that, With you? Ga- Never. Ga- is that development <laughs> Development costs are just too high for AAA games. Um, and expectations are too high. I mean, when a game sells four or five million copies, that should be a bona fide hit. Not everything should sell like Grand Theft Auto V. Right, 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 right. You know, you I, I'm re- I'm, by the way, I'm reading about it right now because I want to make sure I was right about the uh, sales records. Grand Theft Auto V made $800 million in one day. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you, it's just we always it's talk about production timelines yeah. and schedules and sticking to them, right? And we always joke about Last Guardian, how it's gone on. And in that time, Naughty Dog was able to make all the Uncharted and Last of Us, right? Naughty Dog has a great pipeline. 
you know, every two years, here's a, gr- a great game that we really tried, and maybe it's not it's not a 40-hour RPG or something. It's something that we really pr- produce and believe in, and it sells enough to keep the studio mm-hmm. going to make the other game mm-hmm. and make them a profit and make Sony care about them. And and th- isn't th- 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 it amazing how these well-managed studios that manage to retain their staffs keep making great games over yeah. and over and over again? That's yeah. another part. I mean, we're kind of letting the business end of things off the hook here a little. I mean, and I understand free market economics is, is going to rear its head and do its thing, but, it, you know. The studios that keep their teams tend to consistently produce good content. I, I, I really hope we don't see too many more layoffs. I know we're going to, but uh, maybe somebody's eventually going to figure out that, hey, if we just keep these guys around, we can make better stuff. Um, number two. <laughs> we'll go quick. No, you're doing great. It looks this like Dead Nation. This is the show. This is what no, it's all about. Is, you, all you do about the thing. Year. I got to fix your comment. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It looks like Dead Nation is coming to PlayStation 4, Greg. The official PlayStation blog of Asia leaked word of the game's existence for Sony's new console called Dead Nation Apocalypse Edition, and it will launch next week, at least in Asia, as a free PlayStation Plus game. Dead Nation originally came to PS3 in 2010 and was developed by Housemark, the studio behind Super Stardust, Outland, and Resogun. Greg underscored it. It was given a a very fair score by Greg. A Vita iteration was revealed in It was a 20-point scale at the time, Colin. I played in the sandbox I was given. What'd you give him, A 7.5. It was good. 7.5. Yeah. Uh, Paul wants iterate, it to have a nine-two. I, no, like a nine seems appropriate for the for the PS3 version. Who knows what the detonation on PS4 is going to be? A Vita iteration was revealed at E3 last year, though its status remains unknown. Uh, Sony refuses, uh, at least so far, to answer my emails about detonation. <laughs> uh, the game is supposed to come out in a few days, so I'm a little confused why it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah. If this is true, right? This is unconfirmed. Uh, I, I, well, it's on their PlayStation blog in Asia. So is this the case for somebody press publish when they were? But it's a normal to? thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, is it still up? Uh, I assume so. Territories get games often with you know in different orders and different dates and whatever. Yeah. Now, when original Dead Nation came out, I said it was good and I enjoyed it. And you and I wanted to eventually try to platinum mm-hmm. it together. Right? We, should, there do there it no we on should do it on PS4. That's my question. Okay. But here's the problem: is if it's coming out next month, that's a jam-packed month. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna have time to go through because we have to play it on the hardest difficulty, beat it, and then unlock the, the what is it? I want to say grief, but that's not right. I don't, yeah, it's I some don't, crazy, I don't insane. Undead I got thing. almost all the trophies by myself. Yeah, in you that hated game. that. That was tough, though. Yeah, it was like, and that that's it's like when I played Modern Warfare two and did like all of the spec ops stuff by myself. Yeah. Except for like the two missions you couldn't do by yourself. Was yeah. this just because no one loved you? Or, I hate or, playing games online. I actually said so why. Okay, uh, so, so here's what I want to do. Yeah. Dead Nation supposedly coming out in March. Yeah. I want to toss that into Parker's question. Parker writes into beyond at IGN.com just like you can. It says beyond. 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 March is going to be huge. After serious lack of good releases, we will finally be getting a bunch of hopefully great games in March. But are there too many? If you only had enough money to get one game for the PlayStation brand in March, what would it be? A few Hot titles I've been keeping my eye on are Metal Gear, Infamous, Minecraft, which, like in February when they said it was coming, they said March. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hold your breath. Uh, South Park, Dark Souls 2, we'll add in uh, Dead Nation. If I had to just pick one, I'd probably pick Infamous. This is what this is Parker saying. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. I want to hear what your picks would be. What do you got for me, guys? Uh, based on what I've played of Infamous, I would say Infamous. Uh, but who knows what the final product's going to be like. Um, but some of those games are cheap. And some of those games, you know, we don't know the quality of them. So right, that's always that's yeah. always the some tough of them we thing do here. we can't talk about them. Oh dear! Yeah, so, so, uh, <laughs> oh dear! Based purely on pre-release information, I'm intrigued by Dark Souls Two. Mm, you would uh, be, yeah, I, I would be. I, you I, monster! What? What's wrong with that? What's it's wrong with the Dark not, Souls? Nothing. I, I understand Dark Souls. Not my Literally. kind of game. <laughs> See, for me, this is this is rough because it's Metal Gear coming up against Infamous, coming up against South Park. That's, there's a lot of great but stuff. But isn't Metal there. Gear? That's a downloadable like Metal prologue, Gear. right? Well, they're putting a disc too. Don't forget. Why? Yeah, because yeah. they want to make money. Oh, 
They want to get out. They want to. Is it supposed game. to be like two hours long? or That's something? That's how like long that? the story yeah. is. But then there's all these other. They're putting that on a disc. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Wow, I'm not okay. wrong about that, right? Uh, from what I've heard, it's very short. Yeah. No, but I mean the disc part. Yeah, oh, the disc. Part. Well, I don't. Right? I, I think don't you're right, I, but I, I, that's just okay. kind of. Hey, you got to make that money, Konami. No, we're always talking about it. They got to make money. That's why they're putting it out. Probably money. Yeah, make a make a Metal Gear game and. Dude, and release. I don't even care that. I don't even care that the story's two hours long. I don't even care if the side content's just another hour. But this reader, wait. This reader's totally correct. There's a lot of good stuff. I mean, South Park looks intriguing. Um, if you haven't played Minecraft yet, yeah, uh, just wait till everything else is is a month old and play Minecraft too. Well, I mean, it's one of those. Yeah, that. I don't know how much I, money he has. If he's only got one game and it's going to have to last him, Minecraft obviously is going to yeah, be long lasting. Just so so good. Dark Souls though. Yeah, Dark Souls is, is Ma- Ma- Metal Gear won't be. Infamous will have at least two great playthroughs. I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it doesn't suck. Yeah, Infamous yeah. one and two both took twenty five or thirty hours to platinum. So mm-hmm. um, you can assume. I've been waiting so long for Infamous. That, Infamous versus Metal Gear is where it's at for me. I don't but know if I'm if allowed. If I had to one, ha- I'd go Infamous probably. Okay. Am I allowed to ask how much Infamous you've touched, Colin? Uh, You're always allowed to ask. Well, yeah, let's, go with, to let's, let's go to number three, and this might answer your question. Oh, okay. Doctor! Infamous Second Son is officially finished and has gone gold. Brian Fleming, Sucker Punch's co founder and longtime producer, revealed the news on Twitter. Infamous Second Son launches exclusively on PlayStation 4 worldwide on March 21st, and I will be going to Sucker Punch tomorrow. Ooh. Why? I can't tell you, but Ooh. you can assume. That things will happen there. Yeah, that will be interesting and about infamous. I'm going to make uh, all I, kinds of assumptions. Of infamous, we have a whole bunch of infamous questions. Okay, you ready I, for I, some of them. But to answer your question more directly, I played infamous. Uh, the last time I went hands on with it uh, was at E3, and the when I was in Santa Monica a few weeks ago, I let I was I kindly let Vince play it. Yeah, since, uh-huh. uh, since You're like here you go, here are my breadcrumbs. Here, here, here you go. Yes, from the, the the master's table. I uh, remember special segment liar. Yes. Paul writes in with a special segment, Liar. Colin Moriarty, yeah. you are a liar. Okay. He says, hey, guys, I heard Colin mention that Infamous Second Son is the first to use mocap in a Sucker Punch history, but I recall Nate Fox talking about using mocap, not their own studio, for mm. Infamous 2 in an interview before its release. It's just been bugging me. Is Nate Fox a liar or Colin Moriarty? That's probably me. I mean, Nate Fox would know since he makes the game. Right. Uh, yeah, I think the big news was that they had their own mocap studio, so I may have misspoken. No, I do no, apologize no. about I, that. It's one of those things we, we try to get so much information in this hour long podcast for you the deal is this that in infamous 2 they had mocap at a different place for motion like the people's b- bodies when zeke would dance and stuff mm. and mm. and then they are, an animated so they, gif of what you just did is going to show up on i'm the glad i don't care just do it all to, day long yeah, here hula hooping and stuff moving around but uh, no they had them in the in the ping pong ball suits to get their stick figure motion while they recorded voices for infamous second son it's that same thing but then the ping pong balls in the face so that they can actually capture facial recognition. Mm. And this is the big step forward we've been talking about. And the fact that, like, when I went up there to see the thing during PAX or whatever and got the st- studio tour and they went in and showed, like, why Delson's face looks just like Troy Baker because they put the balls on a- Troy's face. Troy so- loves- <laughs> Troy's in a lot of games. He loves having balls oh, on yeah, his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they-, they can move it around, do whatever, and that's where, like, it- why it looks so much better and why it looks more like a movie and they have these great cinematics. So, so short answer, Colin Moriarty is full of broken dreams and empty promises. No, I think yeah. it's a little bit of both. Both, okay. both of them are liars. Nate Fox and mm-hmm. Colin. Wow. I want a photo of you guys hugging it out up there. I will. I'll, I'll send you some pictures. Uh, you want to talk some more infamous real quick? Sure. GN Training on PSN. Mm. This is his name, GN Training. He t- tweet, or tweeted at us, emailed us at beyond at IGN.com. said, beyond. 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 I'm willing to bet Kessler is the villain in Infamous Second Son. If you look at the Fetch trailer at 122, it looks like Kessler in his usual long coat and church shoes. I don't know what that means. Church shoes? Uh, like loafers? What do you guys 
think the chances that we will see Cole in Second Son as Kessler. This is kind of spoilery, but again, if you know anything about, you should know something about. If, either you know nothing about Infamous and you're jumping into Second Son and having a ball, or you should know everything about Infamous and be ready yeah. for it. Uh, this is something we talked about in our rewind theater. Thanks for not watching it, GN Training. Um, <laughs> it does look like Kessler there. I don't think Kessler will be the villain of this one. I do think Cole makes some kind of an appearance. Yeah, absolutely. They I keep... think Cole's absolutely in the game. Okay, right. I agree 100% too. I don't know how. Yeah. It's got to be, like they said, what do they say? The canon ending of Infamous 2 was the good ending, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the his beast, body's never, going the beast a- never happened, right? Like with... With Cole. Hit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Cole dies defeating the beast. He turns on the new race sphere thing and, like, you know, nukes all the conduits in that area. This is something that I called them out in the beginning with. But when I went back and watched it, remember, it was some of con- some conduits around the world were dropping. Not every conduit. So that's why there's still conduits Yeah, in the I world. remember the ending. I'm seeing the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, like, when his body goes out into the water, like, when on a little barge or whatever, there's that lightning bolt that looks like it makes a three. So it's totally... Totally possible that Cole McGrath's going to pop up and give Delson some credit. I think the deeper question is: Is it going to be Infamous Three Church Shoes after this? Infamous yeah. Three—that's the church DLC shoes. shoes. Yeah. Uh, number four: Square Enix is giving Final Fantasy XIV a Realm Reborn players an interesting ability starting on April 11th. The studio will allow players to transfer their saved game from PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four. So cool! Ooh. However, once you've transferred to the PS4 iteration, you can't go back to the PS3 version with your save. So be sure it's something you want to do before you commit. That's it's like neat. in Superman no. Two. When Superman steps into the red sun crystal yeah. and goes just to being Clark Kent nonstop. He's a human. But he's not really committed because no, that he, all he turns out to be it. crap. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, there's a little crystal that's like, oh, no, right. wait, I was just kidding everybody. And he kills a bunch of people and doesn't even care. Yeah, but, yeah that's the whole Richard Donner thing, though. I mean, that was not his, you know, the switching directors You're in the middle. You're a real pain or, in the neck. Yeah, he didn't really kill those people. That's that's yeah, all did. apocryphal. No, no, totally did not kill you them. Cannot, you no, cannot he come arrested in here and throw them, around. He arrested them. He arrested them, did he? Did he? Oh, Zod. Okay. The star labs of the Richard Donner Richard Donner Cut right here. All right, so he does not actually kill them. No, he's some nerdy conversations. Colin. Are you totally. done? <laughs> you nerds done? Also, I want to talk about the dang and rampa. He really only kills one. The second guy jumps off a cliff on his own, and Lois Lanox the third one into a hole. So it's really yeah, only you're a real pain kills. in the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Non kind of kills himself by being stupid, right? And they don't even really die necessarily. They just and fall into ice on. caverns well, and starve prob- to death. Probably and die. dead. Well, yeah. that or the crushing impact of you know striking the ice with their falling body. But remember, I mean, he's falling into a crevice. I imagine the crevice is getting tighter. I don't know. I so fell he, into. You think it's getting wider into like a Minecraft? No, no. Pit? I think it's getting tighter. But I fell into a crevice once, and it still really hurts. Like okay. I mean, you can fall into a deep enough crevice, it could totally kill you. Sure. Yeah. I fell into a really deep crevice once. Colin's crawling into crevices on the nightly. Crevasse. I was falling into a crevasse. You're falling into a nightly crevasse? Just go to the next one. I I don't even know where to go with that. I don't either. Number five. Trials Fusion, the fourth game in the long-running Trials series of racing games, will be coming to PlayStation 4, as well as Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PC on April 16th. Trials has traditionally been exclusive to Xbox with some options for PC gamers. This will be the first Trials game to appear on a PlayStation console. Um, I think we have a preview of it. Of it up now. Okay. Colin, is this a case of moving over to a PC style architecture on both systems, meaning that we're going to see more and more crossplay, or is this incidental? No, I think that that's absolutely what's going to happen. Okay. I think it's cross-play easy. It makes, it makes sense. They don't have to deal with Cell anymore. Yeah. Uh, number six, the popular indie puzzle platformer Swapper has been announced for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation Vita. Curve Studios, the British publisher that's been becoming more and more active in the PlayStation indie scene these days, is porting the games over for a late May release. It will be cross by between platforms. That game looks really, really good. It's supposed to be really, really good. Uh, awesome Knots Assemble will be coming to PlayStation 4 on March 4th in North America and March 5th in Europe. It's an iteration. My Hold on, my phone's going off. You got that alarm. Nope. Take your brain medicine. Uh, it's an iteration of uh, Ronimo Games 2D MOBA and is already available on PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360, but there are some extras in the PS3 version, including seven new characters, a new map, improved controls, and more. 
know the now, fuck you just said. Now page two. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's a MOBA? All right, now we're on to the real Roper report from yesterday. This is the, this is the heart of the matter from la- yesterday. Yeah. All right. Number eight, PlayStation 4 has launched in Japan, and it is officially a success. Yay. According to Famitsu, PS4 pushed 322,000 units in its first two days on the market there. That's uh, over three and a half times more units than PS3 sold in Japan in its first two days. Dang. When PS3 launched in Japan, it sold 88,443 units in 48 hours. I think it was supply constrained, though. Um, ah. You don't think that was uh, retail tag being higher? It's that, too, but I think that okay. they sold everyone they could, and I don't think they sold every PS4. Oh, really? Okay. Um, there's an there's a there's an amendment to this. Ooh. I wrote really this morning because I was looking at media create sales. The man uh, from Long Island <laughs> proposes an amendment to the rope report. PlayStation 4 game sales have been soft in Japan. Oh. Knack was bundled with each console sold and therefore sold over three hundred thousand copies. And probably got returned a lot. But the rest of the games have <laughs> what here's what's funny is that there are more copies of the game sold than there were units sold, which means people accidentally bought the game or like bought another copy of the game. Nice. Like, oh this Knack game, that looks uh, pretty cool. But the rest of the games available didn't sell well. Yakuza I uh, Yakuza Aishin sold 82,540 copies. Yakuza it's, it's, did not sell well, really. No, yeah, it's the new Yakuza game. But the PS3 iteration released at the same time sold 138,158 okay. copies. While Killzone Shadowfall sold 32,000 copies and Battlefield 4 sold 24,700 copies. Dynasty Warriors 8, Assassin's Creed 4, Call of Duty Ghosts, and Tomb Raider each sold in the teens. And FIFA 14 and Need for Speed Rivals sold fewer than 10,000 copies each. That amounts, outside of NAC, to about 210,000 copies, which means that not everyone that bought a PS4 bought a game. Mm-hmm. Now, but- this, NAC was included. Resogun, I think, is free there, too. There are digital games... Um, and you can download your games digitally, and that's not counted on me. Digital games are where it's at. We all know that. Yeah, it's a soft, soft, soft uh, software launch. The I mean, same thing happens with Vita sales in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vita game sales. Vita game sales went down. Well, Vita game sales aren't totally represented on Media Create because oh, okay, a lot of people are buying digital games. Duh. You can see that with Dragon's Crown, which sold well on Media Create, but actually did almost a million copies okay. um, worldwide, and a lot of those are not accounted for on NPD and now I Media Create. Cool. Number nine. Number nine. Speaking of PS4, Sony has revealed that it expects the console to be scarce until at least April. Speaking with MCV, Sony UK's Fergal Gara said that the April is the month Sony is shooting for to have the consoles be more readily available on store shelves. Right now, there's no guarantee you'll find one at both brick-and-mortar and online retailers, a sign of the console's continued popularity, and a sign of Sony's inability to create enough consoles to meet demand. Um, hopefully that will, you know, not be a problem soon so people can find yeah. a console if they're having an issue. It's not the Wii by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. It took me a full year to find a Wii. And then how long did it take you to stop playing it? Another year. <laughs> Sitting in a closet somewhere in our house. Only for you Mega Mans. Yeah, I pull it out to play Virtual Console every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. The last Wii game I played on my Wii was Galaxy 2, which is a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, and like New Super Mario Brothers, or, like the, or whatever the hell that game was Those called. Those are the last ones Those are like played. the last ones I played. Oh, wow. You didn't play Xenosaga? Didn't play uh, no. okay, or Xenoblade? Pardon me. That's no, 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 no. Xenoblade. Uh, didn't play Last Story? Nope. Oh, I'm surprised by that. Uh, Xeno, Xenoblade, good. Xenoblade, good. Xenoblade, good. <laughs> Xenoblade, good. Yeah, totally. Uh, Xenoblade's good. Donkey Kong, bad. Donkey Kong. <laughs> Actually, Donkey Kong, pretty good, too. Yeah, um, I'm just jumping. Yeah. Something that I played it for five Fire minutes Man. yesterday, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Not feeling it. Donkey Kong? Uh, but not enough time to have rendered a full judgment on it. I didn't like the way it felt. Donkey Kong's a game about about this one, and it was the first one I've liked. Tropical um, Freeze. It's not about, right? great, but it's good. Yeah, Tropical okay. Freeze, and it's a game about finding stuff. If you like finding like stuff finding in hidden corners, you may you may enjoy it more than I enjoy finding part. things. Here and there. Yeah, but then you get to the minecart levels and you just want to cry because they're stupid. Yeah, um, I believe uh, it. Yeah, number ten. This is good news for you, Greg. Finally. Persona 5 has been confirmed for Western release. It will launch outside of Japan in 2015. It will be exclusive to PlayStation 3. 
We literally know nothing else about the game right now except that Atlas is naturally developing it internally. Catherine team. Kevin O'Daniel Ooh. writes in and says, just wanted to say, Beyond! 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 Quick question regarding Persona 5. Finances dictate that I need to sell my PlayStation 3, so I was wondering what you guys think the chances of Persona 5 coming to the PS4 or the Vita are. Mm. PS4 is zero-ish. Vita, I think, for sure, but not not day. Not It's going to come to PS3 first, and if you see a PS4 yeah. Vita iteration, it'll be later. So it's going to be way late. Per- That's the Persona thing. 5 Golden, yeah. It's, it's exactly, thing, and like right? think of how long it took to get Persona 4 on the Vita. Yeah. Now, granted, I know that's think about that how, an orange But people have to be patient, because think about Persona... I have a copy of Persona 4 on PS2. Yeah. yeah. It came out in 2008. Right. So yeah. we have to be... like That was well after everyone was putting their PS2s away, so you just got to just hang on to yeah. it. What if do you, you think... Wanna, oh, sorry. Is great. there any possibility of PlayStation now solving this problem? With Persona? I don't think so. Do you soon. think PlayStation now will strictly be first-party-ish stuff in the beginning? I think that there are going to be financial ramifications for, for third parties yeah. putting their games on the, onto this thing. Yeah. Just too and soon. Especially with, especially with a we, big game We like say that. it's too yeah. soon, but it's too... 20, you know, we're lo- looking at the summer, in quotes, of PlayStation now releasing, and then sometime in 2015, I, I've got Persona to see 5 a, works. I've got to see a tr- proof of concept for a large-sized game before I, before sure. I believe... Sure, 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 sure. I understand that. And I'm not sure they want Persona 5, which should sell very well, to be their proof of concept if it doesn't work out. I, we I can't say imagine it, but I mean, we're, it's a, we're looking quite a ways down the line here on yeah. my PlayStation 3 still being on my entertainment console. Show, show me show me PS or, uh, PlayStation Now with Resogun-type games first. Sure. Give me something smaller that I know will work, then I'll start building my faith in, in a large title working through that kind of streaming service. I have total faith and Sony, I don't have faith in the internet infrastructure on this. Sure, 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 sure. It's now, gonna take a while. Jumping on the same thing, BJ writes in and says beyond. 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 With the announcement of Persona 5 coming to PS3 in 2015, it makes me wonder when will last gen truly die? With Persona 5. You think that's it? Is that the final gasp? I mean, like, it's, it's, that might be the last. That might really be the best. Big PS3. It's a weird thing to look back in. Like when I when the PS2 PS3 switch really happened, it seemed like God of War 2 was the final PS2 game. Everybody was like, oh, and that was right yeah. after the PS3's yeah. launch. Well, there's practically nothing coming out for the Xbox after the next couple of months, right? Uh, and the PS3 has a has a longer lifespan. Looking here, but P5 looks like the end of the rainbow. And I, why why announce anything at this point? Why develop anything for for the cell at this point when you develop for Intel? Well, it's yeah, it's just so much simpler. The Japanese studios are doing it, and and I think yeah, I think Persona Five, Tales of Asteria, um, and a few others will be like the last PS3 yeah. games. But you know, they might continue to start. You know, PS2 was technically supported, I think, until 2012. Yeah, so, yeah, they went well uh, beyond their 10 year life cycle mm, they were always sure. talking about. But but do I don't you, I don't know like FIFA and shit like that. Even right up. now, it's it's still weird to me to be using my PlayStation Three for games I'm really excited mm. for, like South Park. I'm like, yup, like I'm totally down to have that thing still hooked up. But why would why, at this point there, there's a big difference between last gen and this with PS2 and PS3, and maybe sure, this will come sure. to be, maybe it won't. But now we have, you know with dis- digital distribution services being so well established, you know, do you you push your game out on PS3 much much later, or do you just go ahead and distribute the thing dis- digitally on PS4? I I, I think you might be in a bit. I just don't see a lot in the pipeline. Yeah, I think I think what you're going to find are that a lot of Western publishers will release re-release their PS3 games that are coming out this year on PS4 and right. Xbox One, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to find that a lot of Japanese developers will more likely release their games on Vita than they will on yeah. PS4. I agree. Um, Interesting. There's no market for PS4 in Japan right now. I mean, it's sold yeah. well. Well, it but just like, came out. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 there's already what 14 or 15 million PS3s in yeah. people's homes. When when Persona. You know, when Persona 5 comes out, that game is going to sell millions of yeah. copies, you know? And I don't know that... it would. You know, it, it's helped sell Vita, even re-releasing Persona 4. So there is some hardware movement there, but I don't think putting it on a next-gen console is smart. Especially because Persona 5 has been in development for... 
three and a half years. So, yeah. Um, just hold on to your uh, PS3. Yep. Uh, don't don't sell it yet. If you want to play P5, don't sell your PS3. And you yep. will. You will. And don't sell your PS3 because there's a bunch of games you can't friggin' play on your PS4, and you should just yeah. hold. You should never sell your hardware. Don't it's forget, old game mistake. is old though. No, the I, old I, adage. Yeah, that I old, that it, old chestnut. I believe it was <laughs> Billy Chestnut who said that. <laughs> Uh, number 11, speaking of Persona, Persona 4 Arena 2, known officially as Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, has been confirmed for release in the West in the fall of 2014. Woo-hoo! Originally announced in Japan as a PS3 exclusive, it will come out in the West on both PS3 and Xbox 360, just like Persona 4 Arena did. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 12, speaking of Persona yet again, <laughs> Persona 4 Dancing All Night has also been confirmed for release in the West. Dancing All Night is a Vita exclusive rhythm game and will come out sometime in 2015. The guys that did, uh, Hatsuna Miku, yeah. right, oh. uh, are, is doing that. Dingo, right? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Greg, I'm suddenly interested. Number 13, speaking of Persona for suddenly a final time, Famitsu has revealed which upcoming games the Japanese audience is most anticipated. Yeah. Do you guys have any guesses as to what these are? WWE mm-hmm. 2015. Right. 2K15. Right. No, seriously. What, what, do you think that, what do you think some of the games in the top five are? For, I'm sorry. In, what, in for Japan. Just in general? Upcoming games. Okay. For PS3. For anything. For anything. Uh I mean, P5 obviously is huge. Are we? Is that too far out? Or? That, that, P5 is number one okay. on the list. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Um, Q, is Q on the list? Is Persona Q on the list? Or I'm not? looking here. Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, I don't think I, think I, I, do, I don't I, think that game's going to do very well. No. no. I, Strange Journey didn't do well, and that's a shame because Etrian it's Odyssey's so got like a, it's like an Etrian Odyssey game. It's a right. niche, but I, I think yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what's. Did you play Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey? No. Oh my gosh. Oh, Colin, run, 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 go play. So you got a Yeez so game bad. on there? No, no, no. Dang and Rampa too. No, no, uh, no. Oh, I should know this. Um, there's some obvious ones on here that I'm surprised you guys. Are. Okay, well, you know, we're, we're not very bright. Samurai Warriors Four is number four. There we go. Do they still make? Huh? I'm not very bright. That, I said we're not very. <laughs> no, okay, bright. yeah, very, well, yeah. us for sure. Yeah, I said we're not you. Okay, no, yeah. well, I, I mean, mean you're still included. I'm not very bright. That, as in but, you're not. Yeah. You're saying. Oh, just tell me the. Is there a, is there, the there a Sakura, is there a Sakura Tyson game on there? No. You know. <laughs> number two is Mario Kart Eight. Mm. Oh. Number three is Final Fantasy Fifteen. Okay, Smabra? Uh Smash n- Brothers on there. Mm, it is, but it's in like the 30s. Okay. Um, uh, number five is Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, of um, other notable games for audience of this podcast: Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain is at number six. <laughs> Tales of Asteria is number twelve. Yakuza Aishin, which just came out, is number sixteen. Freedom okay. Wars, which I hope gets localized, is number eighteen. The Last Guardian is number twenty-seven. <laughs> oh, Japan. Soul Sacrifice Delta is number twenty-eight. Oh, we want our Luck Dragon. We want it. Uh, number 14, Sony is reportedly preparing to reveal its long-rumored Oculus Rift-like VR headset at this year's GDC. Dang, that's soon, son. Uh, sources told t- uh, website Tech Radar that Sony is still working on tweaking and polishing the product designed to be used with PlayStation 4. I keep waiting for them to reveal that they've cloned John Carmack. Like, he's just going to walk out on stage with them and have his own. I, I we'll know. see. May have originally been planned for to be revealed last year, so uh, I think it's still in the works. But uh, a lot of sources have been saying. Are you excited at all about this? Not a little bit, but, okay. <laughs> but uh, Oculus Rift actually was like my product of the show at E3 last year. I was blown away by it. Yeah, it's no. very, very, very cool. I was really, really enamored with it. I played CCP's Space Shooter. Oh, yeah, um, and uh, it'll be cool, but like I don't. Were need, you here? I don't they, need this. Were I, you here when they brought it by for the most recent demo? I don't have any idea. Probably. Did you use a, no, no, a, a I, Oculus okay. de- no, uh, Rift in the last three you weeks? You asked I was here. Huh? You asked I was here. I don't know if I was here. Why? Well, you would have remembered them. T- they did it right by your desk. So I couldn't remember. No, I probably not. Anyways, it was awesome. That was yeah. the HD one with the movement tracking. And I got to like, uh, they were doing like a real-time strategy game. And I got to like lean in and put my face next to characters. Uh, and stuff. It was awesome. yeah, it's, it's so cool that make, it makes strapping a lunchbox to your head seem like a good idea. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It's just rad. And how far it's come. 
I, 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 I'm going to buy one of these. I, I don't care if it fails at market six months later. I am buying one. Yeah. I, I, I'm sold on this thing. I don't care if I have to pay $1,000 for it. I want wow, this Wow, that's thing. a lot of money. You can yeah. get it cheaper than that right now, can't you? Yeah, I think One so. of the dev kits? But, but, well, <laughs> don't, I don't know. Don't well, sign up for $1,000. No, no. <laughs> just, but um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing a bad, uh, bad job of expressing why. But, it's um, awesome. It's yeah. It, it's got that same effect, and I, I, the people are going to laugh at this. Has that same effect that the first time I played Wii Sports? Yeah. It's like I've never done this before, and I want more of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Same thing. I've just never seen anything like this before that works this well, and it could change the way you play games. Anything that happens in a cockpit is going to be unreal. It was so honestly. cool. That was the game I played, and it was like, spa- like you know, yeah. you're in spacious dogfighting, which yeah. is a very. I was yeah. like tech demo. I was like, this is fucking awesome I, I like couldn't believe how cool it was you know like how cool like i like it, vr's always been this hokey stupid shit yeah and like suddenly like it works it works yeah. it works perfectly it makes the game more engaging which is the first time vr has ever done that before that it's just been a gimmick i, I want this and i want my ender's game battle room 360 degree descent type like shooter to go with it and then i can just lock myself in the closet for three months i'm so i'm so stoked like the uh I loved like you know just looking to the side like while you're like it's just like all these things like yeah. you have to like teach yourself that like wow you can you can look behind you if like you yeah. think someone's yeah. behind yeah, you yeah, like yeah. you're looking behind you yeah. can kind of see their ship I'm like oh my or the fact that so you're, cool. you're not locked into that reticule being in the front of your ship yeah. you know just look up there lock on and fire and yeah. and the difference that makes in the way you play turning away from a missile while locking onto your target I, oh man it's so cool I want that was it so the, when bad. I was doing when I was doing the RTS or whatever and like I'm over a giant board in a three dimensional space like I kept like coming down to look and then being afraid like looking down afraid I was going to clip like the thing because I you know yeah. like, I'm going to hit the table and then it's like oh well, I don't, the table doesn't exist I can clear it. as soon as they I, mean, I keep telling everybody like put a Superman game on that and all it is <sighs> is flying yeah. I don't even care. If you just make a flying simulator yep. where you're just like, you can take off and land, yep. like just run, jump and run and fly. I'm like, oh or my just, God. Or just play Minecraft. I, I mean, just the up and the down of Minecraft with that thing. I, yeah. I can't even imagine. But, but yeah, pe- people of the earth who are listening to this, like <laughs> I was as skeptical as you are right now. I thought this was a dumb idea and I am sold. I have experienced the wonder and – I won't pay $1,000 uh, yeah. for it, but I will pay a yeah. lot of money for it. I, I'd pay $1,000 for it. Me and Colin will sit there and be idiots on our couch next to each other. Yeah. You look like, dumb. <laughs> it's gonna be, it just does not matter. Ignore the laughter of sure. the other people. Well, you have headphones you. on usually. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we'll see if the PS4 iteration works, but, right. but yeah. Oculus Rift with trophies sounds good to me. Yeah. So uh, we've gushed on that for about five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so. uh, uh, number 15. Gran Turismo 5's DLC is officially being taken off of the PlayStation Network. Oh. So if you want any of it, now is the time to go and buy it. As of April 30th, the DLC will be removed, as will GT5's online functionality, likely in an attempt to funnel people towards the far less popular Gran Turismo 6, also available on PlayStation 3. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, wah. Number 16. I'm surprisingly excited about this one. Doom 4 is real. Doom 4. And people who buy Wolfenstein the New Order will be given access to Doom 4's beta. Doom 4, long in development and since renamed simply Doom is presumably under development at Legendary Bethesda-owned studio id Software. Any further details on the game are unknown. Uh, I love Doom 3 and the original Doom, so yeah. I'm totally sold on that. Id, all of id's people are gone now, so who the hell knows what it's going to be. But, um, Probably man, buying, Doom 3 was yeah. awesome. That was a really fucking good game. Probably buying uh, Wolfenstein now. Yeah, I, I I know. It, I was this, gonna buy Wolfenstein anyway. Yeah, because I love that. I love that series. But uh, I, like, I Wolfenstein has a bad reputation in the office and in the comments. But when mm-hmm. I played it at uh, PAX or whatever a while back, like I, I did the opening and it was like, it's got it's got like the goofy action story of like yeah you know like you were a Nazi killer and dude or whatever. Bj Blauskowitz. Then you get knocked out and you come to and like you you're just sitting in a chair as like a comatose guy and the world's passing you by and then you like stand up and get to fight everybody. It was like. It was, like, dumb, but it was, like, dumb fun. Like, I'm still excited for that game. I still want to play that. Just pretend you're Bucky with a submachine gun. There you go. And kill and yeah, yeah. Like that. My, uh, 
so my my girlfriend's dad plays a lot of PC shooters. Yeah, and he has like forever. He's been like a big PC gamer. Yeah. Um. So I have Wolfenstein on Game Boy Advance, <laughs> and, like Wolfenstein 3D. <laughs> and uh, you know, like I tell you guys sometimes, she gets into really weird games. She doesn't care about yeah. games at all. But then like she'll start playing. Like what was the. She was like, she don't starve. Stacker, and stacker. Super Stacker was like stacker her shit on PlayStation. 3. She loved that. But game. she's playing the GBA version. Yeah. So of this was like years ago, like when we yeah. lived in our old house in Daly yeah. City. She, like I'd play games, and she like played the hell out of that game on Game Boy Advance. She loved it, and I was like, she's like, it's just around. It's like I remember playing this when I was a kid, and I, I and she's like really good at it. That game's hard. Did you ever play Super Super Noah's Ark? No, for the Super Nintendo, it was Wolfenstein. I mean, it's obviously built on the Wolfenstein source code, but it's run by Wisdom Tree, that company that oh, made yeah, the company. Oh yeah, yeah, All the quote unquote F- Christian Sunday games. Funday. Yeah, they made Sunday Fun Day. They made uh, uh, well, they later became Color Dreams. They made King Neptune's Adventure. They made by anyway. They made Wolfenstein, except you were Noah running around an ark, killing goats with a slingshot. <laughs> nice. Um, but it was obviously built on on the uh, the Wolfenstein engine. Was it good? Uh, so no. you couldn't look up. Yeah, uh, no, you couldn't look up, and and the graphics, the way they scaled, were were identical to what you'd see in Wolfenstein. I I don't know if they struck a deal with id and licensed the 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 source. I don't know what it was, but it's kind of amazing. You should, uh, by the way, people out there are always asking me on Twitter, like you know, recommend me some good books, some good history books. One of the best video game history books ever written, ever ever, is the Masters of Doom. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and it's about the creation of id and all the stuff they used to do, and those the stories in that book are just fantastic. With mm-hmm. the exception of maybe Game Over and um, like Lightning, uh, Lightning in, the, in the Valley and like a few of the other games uh, or a few of the other books. Like That's probably the best book ever written about it's games. It's really good. Dungeons um, and Dreamers is really good. Have you ever read that? Which one is it? Dungeons and Dreamers. No. Uh, what is it's that? It's about Richard Garriott. Oh. That's uh, really good. Uh, yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. Uh, I like Richard Garriott. I do too. He's a pioneer. He went to space. Yes, he certainly did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Masters of Doom, excellent, excellent, excellent book. <laughs> I just love how your thought can be stopped. And just have, like have the you train read just the... full stop, and you're just like, I like Richard Gary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you read Racing the Beam? What is it? Racing the Beam? No. Oh, you've got to read this. And what is this? Uh, Racing the Beam is a book. Nominally, it's about programming the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, mm. but really, it's a history book, and it's it's brilliant. I, the the stuff that's in there, like. I, now I'm diverging, and we're in a log podcast already. This is what but, the podcast does. Dude. Okay, so yeah, this podcast is about, is the He takes a podcast. number. Okay, well, the the Atari Twenty Six Hundred was is the weirdest beast to program probably in console history, and uh, he takes several games and talks about their development process, and, and you learn so much about what went into making each of them in terms of the history, and you also learn about the structure of how video games are put together and how innovations happen in in mid process, discovering new things, new ways to do things, unplanned things happening. I mean, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred was built to handle two sprites and two uh, and one ball and two other moving objects, five objects total, and they managed to create you know Space Invaders and Pac Man and all these amazing things out of that. Often with a 4K ROM restriction. Uh, you know, so like I said, I'm going to go off and talk about this forever. Anyway, it's a great book no, about programming cool. in history. In Yars Revenge, you ever play Yars Revenge? Yes. Okay, so Yars Revenge was a 4K ROM. They hadn't figured out bank switching yet or they hadn't implemented it in a lot of their games. 4K of ROM, not RAM, ROM. That's the entire machine code to run the game is there in 4K. They ran out of space for the force field. And they're like, we need this force field, but we don't have any room left to put a sprite for the force field. So they run the game's source code in a stream in that column. When you see the force, force field in Yars Revenge, you're watching the game's source code running in a stream. That's what makes the force field up. It's like that kind of innovation. What is so it cool. called? Uh, it's called Racing the Beam. Racing it was an MIT paper originally, oh. and then it got adapted into a pretty readable book. I'm going I'm to uh, look into that. It's on, I like reading about games very yeah. much. Yeah, it comes you hate in, playing them. 
Yeah, I don't like playing them very much. <laughs> it was on Kindle, then it got yanked for a while. I think it might be back. Yeah, I'll check um, it out because yeah. I read all my books on iPad now. Yeah. Um, I have it. If, if you can't get it, you can borrow my iPad to read it. I'll evangelize okay. on that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with uh, I, I got a name of the book mixed up. I said Lightning in the Valley. It's Fire in the Valley, which is about Fire. development. Lightning, uh, Dealers of Lightning is the book I got it mixed up with, which I think is about Xerox. Um, but yeah, Masters of Doom. Yeah. Masters of Doom. I very, 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 very good book. Greg, you read the books? Once in a while, yeah. Not as not nearly as much as Colin does. Because Colin just will be like, hmm. He'll be watching a documentary and stop the documentary to five hundred page thing about Nazi helmets. <laughs> I read a, I read a ton of books, but that's what I like to do in my spare time. You mentioned Nazi not Nazi helmets, World War One helmets. I imagine Pear walking around in a World War One helmet last night with that's a racist. little spike on top. No, no, it's not. Well, it, the it was Kaiser a, helmets. It was a dream I had last night. He and I were talking about those helmets yesterday, and then I dreamed he was wearing one uh, when I was asleep last night. Kaiser helmets, yeah. And again, World War One, World War Two, no connection. Nazis were not in World War One, etc. All right, yes. anyone who knows history really knows that. So don't worry; you don't have to defend yourself. Oh no, no, I just didn't want our readers to think. <laughs> now that I want a Kaiser roll. And... Kaiser rolls are yeah. good. Number seventeen, Killzone Mercenary has finally gotten its two previously announced free multiplayer maps, and both of them are come from beloved PS3 shooter Killzone Two. Oh. The maps, Darsis Depot and Bloodgracked, I think that's how you say it, are available not as downloads, but as part of a mandatory update. The update will cost an additional 167 megs on your Vita's memory card in a game that's already notorious for its bloat. <laughs> <laughs> Number 18, long-awaited PS4 horror game Daylight, which I really like. Really? I think it looks really cool. you seen it or played it? No, I think it looks really cool. Okay. I shouldn't say I like it, because I, I, yeah, I haven't played I've, it. No, I've, I've, yeah, I mean, this is the one that, you know, I think the guy really... left us to go do, Jessica Chobot was involved mm-hmm. with. It's all coming from Zombie Studios. Like, I'm super interested to see stuff from it. I just haven't seen much since the review. I think the game looks really neat. Cool. Uh, finally has a release date Zombie Studios upcoming title will be available on PS4 as well as PC on April 8th and will cost $14.99 looking forward to that mm-hmm. uh, number 19 Octodad has been given a launch window on PlayStation 4 look forward in April that game yeah. makes me laugh every time I see it remember when I first saw the trailer yeah, that, and was I started the best. Just... that was the best you'd never seen it before and you saw the trailer and you're just in hysterics and you're like what is this game <laughs> it's so me funny me and Christine but... had to explain that it's like a man blending in as an, or an octopus trying to blend in as a man it's just called hysterics. Dadliest Catch did you see right there. That, that's did enough. you see the t- there awesome. was an awesome Reddit thread that got sent around and then became like a twitter thing but it was like a photo uh somebody put up a photo like because they launched on a pc and it was a photo of the uh, the octopus like cosplay guy and so he's like you know he's actually in all in the real world in the streets of new york or whatever and they posted it and all the comments were like i don't see what's so funny about this photo of a regular man because <laughs> they were all playing along that they were <laughs> oh, that's funny that they were like characters in the world seeing a real dude that's, that's funny uh, number 20, Lunar Software, the developer behind sci-fi horror game Routine, announced that it's considering a port from PC to PlayStation 4 for the game, and that PS4 is the only console they'd be aiming at. Hopefully, we'll have more on that soon. We'll see if that comes to fruition. I imagine every PC game in the world will be coming to PS4. Yeah. Number 21, Ragnarok Odyssey Ace, the upcoming PS3 and Vita Monster Hunter-like RPG, has a release date. Look for it on April 1st in North America. I think we already have a copy, actually. Uh, its European release date has yet to be nailed down. Ace is a slight modification of the not-so-good PS Vita game Ragnarok Odyssey. <laughs> Damn. Number 22, Curve Digital has revealed that it's bringing Titan Invasion to PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation Vita. Titan Invasion is a tech, is technically a collection and puts together two games already available on PC and Xbox Live, Titan Attacks and Revenge of the Titans. It's unclear when the collection will be available. Number 23, if a leaked ESRB rating is any indication, Ratchet & Clank Into the Nexus is coming to PlayStation Vita. Originally released on PS3 in the fall of 2013, Into the Nexus was a long-awaited return to form for Insomniac's long-running series. Its trophy list has indicated a Vita version was in the works since launch, but this all but confirms that it's coming. And number 24, highly acclaimed indie game Papers, Please may just come Yay! to Vita. In a conversation with VG247, the game's developer, Lucas Pope, all but confirmed that a Vita iteration is indeed coming. He's just trying to figure out if he'll port it himself or if he'll have an outside company do it for him. That's really cool. That is it. 
That was a hefty one. That, that took us 53 minutes mm-hmm. to get through it. I'm happy with that. That, that was, was the roperest of Roper reports. It's a robust right? Roper report. It was a robust Roper. Ooh, say. robust like Roper. Oh, I yeah, like yeah, that yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah, we Greg got a lot of questions always out of the clever. way. Always you know, clever. This is what happens when you don't read books. You're able to sit around and think <laughs> of alliteration. Jared. Yes, sir. I'm excited for that Papers, Please on Vita. I am also. But uh, if I wanted to know what was in stores right now, what list could I consult? I believe that you'd look at the Andrew Goldfarb Memorial List of... Damn, of he things. got it! I, 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 <laughs> I didn't think he was going to have that. I was all set to scream no, at him. No, it's the Andrew Goldfarb Memorial List of upcoming games for the PlayStation Network, right? Uh, yeah, close, or, enough. Close, close enough. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> well, I think right. we decided on uh, the the Andrew Andrew Goldfarb Memorial List of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by, by the IGN editors. editors. Sorry. Okay, see, so, you now I was not prepared. I'm shamed. I miss that guy already. I don't. You don't? No. See you later, Andrew Goldfarb. Dead weight. Andrew Goldfarb's a man. Plus, I need to get a sub with him still this week at some point. I miss his unflagging optimism. You didn't talk to him enough. <laughs> PlayStation 4 Basement Crawl finally comes out after being teased for 8 million years. You know everything it's available about, digitally. You know everything about everything. Yeah. Does that game do anything for you? I went and read It looks the, like Bomberman. I went and read the blog post, look at the screens, it's like, yeah, no, not for me, and I bailed. It looks like Bomberman. But I saw a lot of people were excited. Are you excited? No. Okay. We got this giant poster in the office from them, and the guy in the wig looks like Steve Butts, though. That, they did that on purpose. They did? Yep. Okay. All right. I feel better. Uh, and when Thief comes to PlayStation 4, both digitally and at retail. Patrick writes into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can and says, Beyond. 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 Greg, I see you've been playing Thief a bit on your PlayStation 4. Do you agree with Dan's review? Mostly in terms of quality of the game. The game seemed much worse based on his words than the score he gave it. Bummer. Hey, Patrick. I do agree with Dan's review. Um, It's... Not a super inspiring game. Dan gave it a six eight. I might, if I was still in the business, go a little bit lower from six five somewhere. Still in, there, in the business? You stop being in the business? I don't. Now? I've retired from reviewing. I got to hang up my my coat so I can just go out and jet ski all day. You're never going to review a game again? No, never say never at IGN. Come oh, on. I'm clearly going to review another game at some point, but right. at the moment, there's no plans for that anytime soon. Right. Uh, yeah, it's I, my thing with Thief was I got a copy and I've been waiting forever, right, Jerry? Because mm-hmm. I saw it in New York, thought it was great. Yeah, or thought it was really interesting. I should yeah. say, uh, was interested to see how it came together. Got the copy the weekend of Titanfall Beta. Mm-hmm. So I played Titanfall Beta for like eight hours. Yeah. And then I was like, now let's see what Thief is. And like Titanfall is this like beautiful experience. You jump around. It's like, this is next gen. You put in Thief. And it was like, oh, <laughs> this is clunky. And the, and the cut scenes don't run well. And the, the audio isn't mixed right. And oh, yeah. no thank you. And I ejected. Played more Titanfall. And then with those lowered expectations, I put Thief back in. Mm-hmm. Played for a few another hour. And I was like, okay, this is now I'm back on. It's not. I think it's fine. It's definitely not. A great game. It's definitely not a good game. There's a lot of problems with it. Thief was a was a must play game for me because I played the old one. Yeah, but um, that changed. I haven't touched it, and I don't intend to um, because I sit across from John Ryan on the guides team. Yeah, and he played Thief for a couple of weeks. You know, working on the video end of it, and just the stream of profanities coming over his monitor uh, led yeah. me to decide that I needed no part of this. It, it just. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to speak. Too much of a game I haven't played, but the, the word around the office is... is it's nah. disappointing. Yeah, it's nah. disappointing. So, but There's way too many good games for me to play. Nah, the way Dan long. summed it up in his review I thought that was really good was just the fact that it's not a great game, but it's like if you want some interesting stealth scenarios, they're yeah. in there. And I was like, you know, I could see that. If you were just coming at it to be like, how could I sneak past this guy? How could mm. I do that? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's clunky and it has problems. And Yeah, I don't think I'll ever get to it. No, I think, I thought there's it too much cool, good stuff. We haven't yeah, talked about yeah. much. PlayStation 3, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 is available digitally and at retail. I gave it a 6.5. Recommend it if you really, really, really want to see Lords of Shadow's trilogy through. Um, But it is not nearly as good as the first Lords of Shadow, and that doesn't even make any sense. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, very disappointing. 
Uh, Magus comes out digitally in retail. Port Royal 3 Gold Edition comes out at retail. Tales of Symphonia Chronicles is available at digital and retail. Highly recommended. Yep. Uh, not for Dawn of the New World, but for Tales of Symphonia itself. Uh, and you can download those games individually if you want. So just don't download Dawn yeah, of the New World. Yeah, play Symphonia. Just don't even bother with Dawn. Yeah. I agree. Uh, um, and Thief is also available on PS3 digitally and retail. Did we ever get that copy? They what, only sent us what originally Thief. They only sent us PS4 and no, Xbox we never got One. PS3 and 360 copies. We had to go buy them. Okay, did we buy them? Do you know? We did. The reviews went up yesterday. Oh, right? how, were they worse? Were they notably better? I think somewhere? they were scored a little worse. Okay, hmm. just wondering. I was gone. It's kind of odd when positive. you don't get the when you get all of them in like that. It's or not. We, uh, it's it's uh, yeah. it's very obvious why they yeah. do that. Um, Vita Mahjong World Conquest is available digitally. Another Mahjong game. Yep. huh? I've been enjoying the one I bought earlier. I've I've been thinking about downloading a Mahjong game. It's so, good. The yeah. one that, that came out was good. Is uh, it? Really? Not this one. The one that oh, I have on the my one you already have. I like Mahjong. Okay. Yeah, Mahjong's awesome. And uh, PS1 Classic, Herc's Adventures. Herc a Dirk. <laughs> okay, wait. Don't throw that piece of paper don't you quite throw that yet. Away. Because you haven't yet uh, touched the highlight of the week, which is the fact that Pac-Man Museum came out. Oh, yeah. Why isn't that on here? I don't know, but uh, Pac-Man it should Museum's be. on PS3. Okay, yeah. Pac-Man Museum. And why should we purchase Pac-Man Museum, Colin? Uh... Because you got Pac-Man Fever? Uh, no. Well, yes. I definitely have Pac-Man Why Fever. Why should you download Pac-Man Museum? I assume Miss Pac-Man's in it, which is one of the great games of all yeah, time. Yeah. Well, actually, Miss Pac-Man's only in it if you buy it up to the 14th. I think it's the 14th of March, somewhere around there, after which you have to buy the DLC. But it includes Pac-Man, Super Pac-Man, the never-released in the United States Pac-and-Pal Japanese arcade game, which I'm very much looking forward to actually getting my hands on legitimately. Heads up, you probably eat the pellets. Huh? Pac- actually, no. There are no pellets in Pac-and-Pal. <laughs> Um, Took a shot, only, I missed. Yep, nope. <laughs> Fruit, keys, extra ghosts. Actually, a little different mechanic. Very cool game. I've actually already bought this and played it. And yeah. uh, really looking uh, forward to this because in addition to those, we also have Pac-Land, which is meh. Pac-Mania, which is a pretty good little game. Uh, Pac-Attack, which is stupid. Pac-Man Arrangement, which is totally okay and has been released a few times before. Pac-Man Champion Edition, the original, which is fine. No DX, but you probably already own that already. Really? They didn't hear about this. Because no, they know they'll still, yep. still buy it. DX is fucking rad. However, you get Miss Pac-Man if you buy it early. But the big one here is the first ever appearance of Pac-Man Battle Royale on a home console. Have you ever played Battle Royale? No. That is the arcade game that came out a couple of years ago. That game is superb. That is a great, great, great party game. Every game lasts about three minutes. It's four-player. I can't say enough nice things about Pac-Man Battle Royale. Is it worth $20? If you care a lot about Pac-Man, yes. If you like having good party games when you have friends over that don't play video games, yes. Otherwise, probably not. But if you care about Pac-Man or party games, Battle Royale is one of the best. I have a thing. question. Where is Ghostly Adventures? Damn it. You beat me to it. <laughs> no, we, t- yeah. we tag-teamed it. You Ghostly, set it up. I yeah. knocked it out of the park. Ghostly Adventures, not on this collection. Well, then, that this game. is not really the ultimate collection of Pac-Man. But, yeah, this is the only note I prepared for this podcast because this is very important. <laughs> too bad CDX isn't in there. Okay, that, that game yeah. is a 10. Yeah, we love that Yeah, game. DX is so good. I guess they're just assuming you already own it uh, if, if you're buying this collection. I, was addicted, I don't know. I was so addicted to that game when it came out. I was not even funny how addicted to that game. And yeah. I was skeptical, too. I'm like, I love Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. Miss Pac-Man's Solid. Really, I want a Miss Pac-Man machine. There are two arcade machines I must have. Okay. The Miss Pac-Man machine and Arkanoid. Those oh. are the two machines I want. Arkanoid with the wheel. Arkanoid or Arkanoid 2 Revenge of Doe? The first one. Okay. Right. The second one's fine. Yeah. And actually, a funny, because you lived in Japan, so you'd appreciate this. Yeah. Back in, I think Greg knows this story already, but back when, in like the late 80s, uh, early 90s, you know, I lived next to my good friend you know, growing up, Tim, and okay. he had like an extensive... Hey, punk kid. No, different guy. Different I guy. Wish it, but he had to say something to Tim once. Maybe. Hey, oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure different Tim. Uh, right. And uh, he had like an extensive collection of NES games. Now, his dad was like a businessman, and his dad's associates like would sometimes go overseas. So 
one of the guys came home with Arkanoid on Famicom. Oh. And he we but we didn't we didn't understand what it was because he bought this thing where like you put the cartridge into this this thing with a, a like a ribbon on it right. and you'd shove it into the NES. Like it barely fit. And oh. then it would make the, the Famicom game play. And we had even no idea what that was a Famicom game. We had no idea what the Famicom was. Right. It had like I think the wheel controller. And it had, all these. You had the spinner controller. If I remember, that yeah. Like, you want it? You want and for people who are trying to dress this up? You want like the table one, like an underdog's, right? I would like a cocktail table, yeah, preferably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I think we had the wheel. Like I had the wheel controller. Oh no, no, no! We didn't have the wheel control. I had the wheel control for the DS one. That's okay. like a totally different one. Yeah. So no, we had just the NES pads. Um, but this, but this mysterious like cartridge that like yeah. I'd never understood how what the fuck this thing was. And I love that game. And then it wasn't until I was in college and I was talking to him. Yeah. And I'm like, what was the deal with that Arkanoid game? Yeah. And he's like, it was from Japan. And I'm like, oh, it was a Famicom, Famicom game with an adapter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, it was like this totally revolutionary thing in my head. And I was like, where did we get that? When I moved to Japan, one of the first fam- – I bought, you know, ran out and bought a Famicom. One of the first Famicom games I bought was Arkanoid, ran out, found a spinner controller. Then I found Arkanoid 2 for Famicom, which was a Famicom exclusive, which had two-player competitive modes. And had the, the Famicom in Japan had wired-in controllers. So if you wanted to use an extra controller, you had to use this little expansion slot on the side. So the controller plugged into the expansion slot. But there was only one slot. Well, you needed two players to, or you needed two controllers to play the Versus stuff. So they had a pass-through spinner controller that came with Arkanoid 2. So you plug that controller into the Famicom. Then you plug the other controller into that controller so that you have these daisy chain controllers. You can have two-player Versus on Famicom Arkanoid 2, and it's really cool. That's awesome. I, I hated how Famicom's controllers were attached to the console. Yeah. Get a Mark II Famicom if you're going to buy one because the controllers are removable and NES compatible. You can switch them, same standard. But. Um. Yeah, that was just a fun. That just brought back memories though, because yeah. at Arkanoid, I had no idea where this con- like cartridge <laughs> yeah. came from. What it's is this from, from, from Mars? <laughs> from Mars. Brian Armstrong writes in with the final question of Podcast Beyond, episode three hundred thirty-one. He says, "Beyond, beyond, beyond." Hey guys, I'm having back surgery this Thursday. We wish you well. Huh. And the doc said I'll need to rest for two weeks. So I need you to recommend me a PlayStation 3 or Vita game, preferably some sort of long-lasting RPG. I haven't oh. really played any JRPGs, but I am interested, so perhaps this is a good time to dive in. Just tell me where to start. P4 Golden. Yep, that for Vita for sure. Persona 4 Golden. Obviously, we've done nothing but beat that drum here. But uh, we always talk about it. An overlooked, awesome PlayStation 3 one, Ninu Kuni. Yeah, yeah. Nino Cooney is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but um, now I leave it all to you because I've exhausted pretty much. I mean, like I Fallout, know. obviously, I can I can talk year off about Western RPGs. Yeah. Symphonia wants to jump into then? an RPG. Yeah, Symphonia's out today. That's a long RPG and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good game. If you didn't play on GameCube, Symphonia is good. Tales of Exilia is a good one. Um, yeah, Nino Cooney is good. There's other like weird. If you like action RPGs, like mm-hmm. Nier is pretty good. Yeah, I haven't um, played Nier. I heard that. Good. I heard that's good. But I mean, there's a ton of game. I mean, Star Ocean. Like, there's a ton of games on PS3. But Vita seems to be maybe more appropriate since you're going to be, you know, kind of hold mm-hmm. up because of your surgery. So, Grab Golden, probably Golden, obviously, TV everyone too. likes that. East is, is, is oh good yeah, yeah. Any yeah, of the yeah, East yeah. games, uh, Order of Ecclesia, E7. Uh, if you can grab those, uh, those aren't uh, PSP versions on the Vita download now, right? Can't you they should be those? compatible. Yeah. If you have a PSP, those, you can just download them. Um, another fun one, not exactly an RPG. If you've never played, um, oh, now uh, Corpse Party, uh, which is oh, available oh, for right. download. Yeah, yeah, it's Corpse a PSP Party. game. You'll find it in the PSP store, but it works on your Vita. Yeah, Clements uh, love that game. Yeah. Uh, the first Corpse Party is actually a lot of fun, except for the really weird thing about the butt lotion. Um, but uh, the rest of it's really cool. You can always get a pad upon, yeah. If you're not looking for trophies, pad upon will definitely take a whole bunch of hours and take. And, and Dang and Rampa, Trigger Dang Happy Rampa. Havoc. Uh, Trigger Happy Havoc is uh, a, a v- visual novel mm-hmm. uh, in the same style as Virtue's Last Reward. 
Um, so it's not a JRPG, but it is very long. Um, so maybe that'll keep you company. Yeah, another looking. another non JRPG that'll eat a lot of time is Splunky, uh, and it's right? cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good. One. Tales of Symphonia. That's the one we just got a whole bunch of copies of, right? That we all got copies. Yeah, of? there's like oh, there's like seven hundred copies of, copies of Tales yeah. of Symphonia. Oh, Ryan, I will I will email you and send you my Tales of Symphonia because Colin will have one too. I can play that anytime I want to. So there's yeah. one free game for your PlayStation. Yeah, 3 and again, we'll don't play Dawn, just play Symphonia. Well, he's only getting one for free, so I'm sure. Wait, well, they come together. They, oh, same, same Mike, I'm just I, I'm just I, trying I, to save. Him. I genuflect to you. You genuflect me. You genuflect me. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. I'm a vampire. That'll probably kill me. What? I'm glad you finally told us. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, would it suck if I were a vampire? I'd be stuck looking like this. Is like that like really? Tra- is that a really bad pun? I have no. Well, no. Oh. No. This is an interesting thing I was thinking because yeah. you know the vampires are going to be like sometimes they look better like in like if you look at like uh, the Twilight movies which I get all my vampire information from. Okay, well, that's Bella your first looks mistake. better like right after she turns into a vampire. But yeah. my concern would be that would be my thing like I was watching that Being Human. Rest yeah. in peace. Canceled. And I wonder. If I if if I was about to get turned or I was like up for getting turned, I'd be like, "Am I gonna like tighten up? Can and I go the get abs like you yeah, have? The abs get up or do here? I need to like spend a year or quit my job, take all the money for savings, live off that, and work out like crazy, then get turned? have surgery, repair any physical problems that you might have? Right? Yeah, missing get toes, your teeth, whatever. Yeah, yeah, teeth you gotta done. get everything done. And your hair, like, because remember in the um, oh crap, the Anne Rice movie. Uh, Interview with inter- an interview, Claudia cuts her hair, her hair grows all back in. You know, mm. I've got these little like bold man like points sticking up right now. Right. I would need to shave my hair before I got turned. But but you're getting your vampire information in the wrong play- place. The Vampire Diaries, best show on TV, absolutely. Really? Oh, so fucking better than Arrow. Oh, I just said a bad word. Man, uh, what's that? Better than Arrow. Uh, better than <laughs> Arrow. Uh, I don't watch Arrow. So that show, That's man. Yeah. It's it's a show. Yeah. Vampire Diaries I, looks like the stupidest thing in the whole world, and you first watch it like, what is this crap? I can't stop. It's it's like all the Machiavellian. That's all TV. It's all the Machiavellian crap of like Game of Thrones, but they managed to make twenty two episodes a season. It, it's just wonderful. It seems so stupid, and it's so good. Yeah, maybe I'll check it I've out. I lost all credibility. Arrow. I guarantee Vampire Diaries is dumber than Arrow. Not to insult you, that's all right. Colin will sit there working on his elliptical okay. and watch me, and he's like, "This is the dumbest show ever." I'm like, <laughs> "You don't like the source material? You I don't, don't care about comics? It's what? comics." What I want to know is, you don't how, like comics? How do they not know it's him? Are they? Because it's a based on a comic. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He has like a little hood. And I has... agree, it's dumb. <laughs> I agree, it's dumb that he walks around with the guy he's known his whole life, and the guy doesn't be like, "Wait a second, you're clearly Oliver Queen." It's really the stupidest shit ever. Comics. See, Can't. this is my problem with your whole like you 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 would if it could be the best comic show ever and you would hate it. Did I like any comic show? No. I must have liked one. There no, was that old Flash ahead. show. It was pretty good. Smallville. Some huh? Smallville. Smallville was good. Some yeah, Smallville. until the Goog- until just, the Google Cave show. I just have such a problem with like like it's so obvious that it's him. Like they need to. Why it was the same thing like, with Batman. Yeah. Batman is less obvious. Okay. What I want to know is why we're not talking about the Vampire Diaries right now. We're talking about Superior Shows. I mean, like, if you shut up, if you shut up tomorrow as Batman, like, whatever, and Batman doesn't exist in our universe, you pop up and you smile and be like, Colin? (laughs) Like, I'm like, hey, Greg, you just say something mean, put something out of punk head and jump off the roof. So do I need to be watching Era? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, really? Give it a shot. A lot of people, now that it's on Netflix, we've all given a shot in the office. We all love it. Colin hates it. That's Colin's problem. Okay, yeah. If you want to be an outsider like him, only play Dang and Rompa. You know what you you should watch on on Netflix I've been watching lately? What's that? Ken Burns the West. Oh, Ken Burns the West is is spectacular. I'm about halfway through it right now. Uh, Are you watching through it? Yeah. How far along are you? Second episode. Second episode? I'm I'm on the fourth right now. It is great. It is wonderful. Although, actually, I don't think it's actually directed by Burns. It was produced by Burns. But I think isn't it uh, Steve something that's actually the director? Anyway, it's the I don't same know, it's style. It's called Ken Burns. The it's West. ridiculously good. 
um, and, and beautiful. The cinematography is gorgeous. That that image in the first episode of the teepees with the sunrise mm-hmm. behind it and the that black and white. Do you know the one I'm talking yeah. about? Where you can see the fire coming from inside him. Oh my gosh, that's cinematography amazing. in Ken Burns is uh, even though it's yeah. in four three is is. Uh, Excellent. But yeah, forget forget joking about Arrow, joking about Vampire Diaries. You should be watching The West uh, on Netflix if you have it. It's a lot inspiring. Of good, a lot of good documentaries and House of on Cards. Oh, oh, one more thing. Yeah, one more thing, Greg. Yeah. That has nothing to do with video games. Yeah, <laughs> we just start fighting. I'm watching that documentary, uh, Room Two Four Seven. I think it's called I'm about sure The Shining. Oh, and it's about uh, Is this on Netflix. Yeah, it's about. All of the different interpretations of what The Shining means, like the movie, and like, like all the, the crazy, things. like nutcase interpretations, yeah, like really, okay, really yeah. crazy stuff. Okay. Like, bi- like some of them are predicated on like the whole theory that Kubrick made the moon landing videos and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, but like, really, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's like all of this because like, people think like a, a common conspiracy theory is that like the moon, like because of um, 2001 or whatever, um, was like so compelling yeah. at that time, like with the way it was filmed, that like Kubrick secretly filmed all of the, the moon, fake landings, moon landings, right? Like, f- yeah. Fake moon landing videos, and there's all these hints in The Shining, yeah, like, and like yeah. and like, sh- the, like there's like theories that The Shining is about like the massacre of the Indians or like. Uh, genocide in Europe during World War II and all these kinds of things. Yeah. You should watch it. It's is like, it on Netflix? Yeah, it's really, it, it, it's really, it's really weird. It really is like crackpot theory stuff, but it's oh, a lot of fun. Like not, fun. Not the documentary, but I've read about a lot of this. Yeah, okay. it's, there's some amazing stuff out there. Ladies and so gentlemen, this has been Podcast mm-hmm. Beyond, episode 331. Jared will never be invited back because he's no. interrupted the outro. I have interrupted. I've interrupted you like three times You're this monster. podcast. This is the only I one I get offended about. Very cool. Oh, the outro? Yeah, I don't really care. Oh, okay, you good. can interrupt me anytime, Jared. I love you very much. Thank well, you for thank joining you. us. I'm, thank you for having me. I love being here, and it's very kind of you to invite me back. Thanks. Thanks for time. Ladies and gentlemen, Podcast Beyond posts every Tuesday as an MP3 on IGN, then as a video on Wednesdays. Usually, you know, it's Tuesday, Wednesday. Today we're late. I'll try to get up on Wednesday, but that's what happens. We have to travel. We have to do things. Uh, we do it all for IGN.com, so go there because that's what keeps the mics on. Read the articles, watch the videos, buy a Podcast Beyond shirt like the one I'm wearing at splitreason.com slash IGN. Then make sure you follow us all on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Jared Petty is Petty, comma, Jared. Spell out the comma part. That's right. C-O-M-M-A. We end every podcast beyond with a song and a segment we call ryan's wrap up today we have two things to two points of business the song is from damon hatfield's new album oh. beyond the darkness well that's beyond cool. beyond song is moon patrol we'll get to that in one second however life in 24 frames they come on this show a lot they're a band trying to make it we've been there they were fans then they started getting big thanks to you guys who watch and listen then they just keep spiraling out. They're finally getting ready to put out their album. We're going to have Chris on next week to talk about when and where you can get it. However, they also have the chance to play the Sony stage at South by Southwest. They need your help, though. You have to go vote for them in a radio show contest. So you got to go to – this is all lowercase. Bit – it's a bit.ly link. So bit.ly then slash life in 24 frames 24. Life in 24 frames. 24 frames. Life in yeah, 24 bit.ly frames. 24 frames. Life in 24 frames. Uh, go vote. You only have until March 13th, so they need your help. More info on their album next time. But, like I said, for the end of the song today, Damon Hatfield, he's got a new album out, Beyond the Darkness. You can go pick it up. You should. It's really good. I'm glad that he named his his album uh, as a dedication to Podcast Beyond. Right, exactly. Yeah, and all the songs are somehow references mm-hmm. to... Uh, the, he knew that we were going to talk about the fake moon landing, and that's why so he wrote moon a song Patrol? called Moon Patrol. So it's not like Moon Patrol the game, not like... Who the hell knows? Damon's crazy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you watch Damon on the Game Scoop. You watch him on the news videos. He's also a musician. And here is Moon Patrol from Beyond the Darkness... Beyond. 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 Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.